I am Sophia Cottle, and welcome to another episode of Sex in the Bull City. And today is the 14th of March, April, of April. And, um, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Allison Sanderson, and we are actually both in our homes. And so this is during, that's why I'm giving the date, even though I couldn't quite remember the month, but I know it's April. <laughs> and, and it's because we've all been at home now for probably, I guess it's been like, what, two or three weeks, Allison? Yeah, I mean, I, I hear people throwing around day 26, day 27. I, I personally haven't kept track, but I think we're going on a month. Yeah, it's it's been a while, and so we're we're all everyone around the country are, are we're all dealing with the coronavirus COVID nineteen um, crisis, and and many of us are in our homes. I'm usually at my office, which I think I've been really spoiled, you know, being able to go to my office because there's nobody else coming in or out of the office. So I've been able to go there and, and I can almost like throw a baseball and hit my office from where I live. It's it's literally they're in the same neighborhood. So it's been nice that I've been able to do that. But today I'm at home because we're having some construction done on the office. And so I'm finally experiencing this week what everyone else has been experiencing for like two or three weeks. Let me tell you guys, this is not easy. I know. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's really great to see your face. Like I didn't know I would love video chatting as much as I do, but I mean, this is like the highlight of my day is to be able to connect with you, Allison. Yeah, likewise. I mean, it's just, it is nice to be able to connect and I think we take it for granted. I think that that's absolutely true, and I know we've chatted about this before, and, and we both come from, I think, um, similar ways of thinking that connection is so very important. And even going to the, the store or going to the bank or going and just living life, running errands, you know, people like you and I, we connect with people probably everywhere we go. And, and so, you know, that's gone. And then being able to really socialize with friends, that's gone for now. And so, you know, at least in person. And so, you know, we've had to be really mindful about, um, you know, scheduling these calls. I know I've, I've been trying to schedule more with everybody here at work. And, um, and we're not even talking about work. We're just connecting as, you know, like-minded humans, just because that's so important. And now we don't have as much of that anymore. Right, and I just really notice how people are yearning for it. Um, just when I walk my dog, you know, my, my neighborhood is generally pretty quiet. There aren't a lot of people out. I mean, sometimes doing yard work, but when I walk the dog now, um, everyone is out. Um, they might just be playing music on their porch or they're doing yard work, but people are out, and every chance they get, you know, they're waving from a distance or saying hello, and, you know, that just was not existent. And you could just people are just so craving it. Yeah. Um, it's just fascinating, really, um, to yeah. see it. it. It is, and I'm hopeful. I mean, I've got my own little belief system here, my my theory and the blessings of COVID. But I've seen so many like awesome things that have actually happened as a result of COVID um, with my clients and then with myself, with different relationships. But I'm hopeful that, you know, one of the the outcomes of this pandemic is going to be the the habit that many of us have really created with how to be more intentional about how we connect 
And um, even just this this video call we're having right now through Zoom, like I feel like I'm completely connecting with you. It's so important. And and if we can be like this, you know, after we're able to be in person and, you know, everybody can go live their life again, that's a great benefit, um, you know, of, of the pandemic. And then I think, you know, we do have to look for the benefits, especially at a time where something is so tragic also. Absolutely. Yeah. Always look for the silver lining. Yeah, for sure. And so today, um, that's what Allison and I, we're going we're gonna to be talking about is, we wanted to talk a little bit about specifically couples connecting. And a couple weeks ago, we did another um, like intentional connection conversation together. But but there are so many relationships and so many types of um, of dynamics in, in different relationships. And so we probably are going to do a few of these. And today we wanted to talk a little bit more specifically about couples. And so a lot of couples, like if we're, if we're thinking about it this way, couples who are living together um, and are sharing the space together, um, this can either, you know, I feel like it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be like, you know, it's going to feel like the beginning of the end because, you know, that is, this is hard to do, to really live and work and be around the same partner all the time or for other couples and we were just chatting about this people who have maybe the luxury of having um, less factors that can complicate life be in their life like say extended family they're taking care of or children or you know different jobs that that are that are demanding in different ways that it's not so easy to work from home um, they may have more of a time to connect and it may be easier for them to connect. So I think when we're talking about couples, we've got such a large spectrum of how couples are going to move through this all the way from there's a lot of fighting constantly because people are getting under each other's skin or people are connecting more. And then there's everything in between, which is probably where most of us live, that there's a combination of, 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 of both of those things going on. So Allison and I were just going to talk about um, different different dynamics and different ways for couples to connect for the next few minutes. What what kind of what kind of has sort of um, come to your mind when I just was chatting, Allison? Um, well, I think you're right. I mean, it's going to go one or two uh, one of two ways. You know, you're going to improve and enjoy the time together and um, notice what's surfacing um, and then proactively address it, or it's not going to go so well. I, I think kind of staying neutral or sort of the way the status quo was this is really probably not uh, what's happening, right? There's definitely some movement in one way or the other, right? Um, and, I, and I think with the stress, a lot of times people might move um, to a more negative, uh, a more negative interaction. Um, so, you know, to be mindful of that and aware of that and learning how to um, diffuse situations um, when they arise and, and how to take care of yourself, um, you know, I think it's we can talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's really important that everyone have their own space. Um, you know, especially if one, you know, if one partner is an introvert. I mean, that that space is so important, especially when kids are home. Um, and to really respect your partner's need for space, and um, to ask them about that, ask them what they're needing, how much time they need, or, or um, let your partner know what you're needing, and be very. Um, very specific in asking for what you want, um, not assuming that your partner knows what you need. 
um, you know, in relationships, a lot of mind reading can go on. And mind reading doesn't lead to good communication. It is usually leads to resentment. Um, and I think we get lazy sometimes, and after a while, we just assume that our partner knows what we want. Um, and that's kind of a dangerous territory. Um, and, you know, and, and there can, for some people, there can be vulnerability in really asking for what they want and need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being really specific um, in this example, um, asking for the space that you need mm-hmm. um, your time alone. Can um, smooth things out a little bit. Yeah. yeah so, um, space. Yeah. Interesting that the first thing that comes up when we're talking about couples connecting, we're we're bringing up space. Yeah. And I and I think that's important just to to know that um, even when we're talking about ways to connect. Um, you know, how to further intimacy as a coupleship during this time. Um, the first the first thing that's going to come up is really, you know, how are we taking care of ourselves, which is what I heard you say at the beginning, right. that we can't really come together as a healthy coupleship if, you know, if this person's like totally ignoring his or her needs and individually and they're not, you know, sort of tending to themselves. And, and we have to usually get space to be able to do that. And, and, you know, what you're also saying is that that's okay. It's okay to want space. It's okay to feel like you need it. It's okay to ask for it. It's okay to just state it. Um, those are okay things to do in relationships. And if we didn't feel okay before doing that, well, now's a great opportunity to learn how to be comfortable asking for space. Yeah, or, and, and anything that you need. And, you know, I really like Esther Perel, and, and she talks about um, in, in order to create this connection and this intimacy, um, there needs to be a bridge to cross. Um, you need to connect with the other who is not uh, on top of you, who is not enmeshed with you, right? Um, when we have space and some distance, it creates, um, it creates some mystery. It, it creates a chance to discover the other. So separation and space um, is actually super important to create a healthy intimacy. Um, when you know, when we just when we are so on top of each other and so enmeshed, um, we don't feel that there's an other to to connect with, right? Um, because there's so much a part of us. So some of that separation or individuation, if you think, is is a healthy part of connection. And I know it sounds uh, like a paradox. Yeah, well, not to me, because it's, it's, it's right in there with codependency work. So it's all about, you know, knowing where, where I begin and end and knowing where the other person begins and ends. And, and I, I like Esther Perel as well. She, um, um, her mentor is Heidi Schleifer. And so, and, and so they, they sort of, you know, um, know that about each other and are very, very open and honest. I think they've, they've identified each other as that um, out in the open in many public speaking events. And yeah, um, it's Haiti and her husband, Yumi Schleifer, that came up with that, that bridge connection. And um, yeah, it's, it's, their work is beautiful. And um, it's, it's such a wonderful body of um, way of being with another and, and truly the share 
is 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 very important and it's it's very concise and um, but then the the listening the the person who's visiting the other in their world I mean it's it's a lovely way of connecting and so you know for couples who um, want to learn about this um, I think actually I I have a, a podcast with Haiti. And you can search Haiti Schleifer on, on the web and, and find some different things. I do that kind of therapy with couples, and it's amazing. And my husband and I have done it. And so certainly contact me. And I actually just did a two-day intensive um, through Zoom with a couple that not, does not live where I live, like last week. So we can do this through Zoom also. Um, but, you know, being able to know, I mean, what you're saying is so important when we are codependent with people, we we just have lost sight of the differences between us, which are really what drew us to, to together to, to begin with, oftentimes. And we're just so caught up in all of this entangled enmeshment. And, and being able to have that healthy space allows like for the relationship to really thrive because these two people are thriving as individuals. And it's it's much it's a much better feeling to know that that a different person wants to be with you rather than trying to struggle with why am I not getting my needs met, um, which is what enmeshment really kind of breeds and creates. So um, lots of good reasons to to have space, sometimes to recharge, you know, if we're an introvert a little bit, nothing wrong with that. Um, but then also so we can just sort of do our own work and, and be our best selves so that we can be that person with our partner. Right. And I think what you mentioned about, you know, getting our needs met, um, it's, it's really uh, common, especially when stress is high, to sort of get in this mindset of focusing on what um, what's not being met. You know, how your partner, all the ways that your partner is not meeting your needs, right? It's easy to go there and stay there and sort of grovel in that space, which breeds resentment and anger and, and all the things. And... You know, I always, um, you know, I always talk to couples about finding out, be curious um, what your partner is needing, like I mentioned earlier, you know, in lots of different ways, um, and then um, do your best to, to give that to your partner, because when we give to our partner, um, the natural response is for them to want to give to us. So we get our needs met by actually giving to the other. Um, and, and it happens organically. It happens naturally. But as long as we're both sitting in the space of I'm not getting my needs met, you will get more of what you're not getting, you know. Um, and it's um, and it can kind of feel sticky there. It can kind of feel hard to get out of that space. Um, but always giving um, often will, re- you know, that then will return to you. So I think it's just good to keep in mind, especially now. Mm-hmm. Be checking in to see what your partner needs. Yeah, and that's a really that's a really nice thing to do for people who are able to do that. And you know, I work with a lot of people in in recovery and a lot of people in early recovery, and that is impossible to do if if we're first not meeting our own needs. Right. Um, yeah, and and I think you know, for a lot of us, um, you know, a lot of us are not in that ideal of a relationship we are working towards that and that's okay um you know we're all on our own path and where we are is is perfect it's right where we're supposed to be 
Um, but so kind of another way of thinking about that is, you know, after we've taken care of ourselves and met our needs, then if we have enough energy left over, then extend that reach to our partner. And, you know, what do you need today, honey? What can I help you with? Um, you know, is it this, is it that, or let me know, I've got a little bit of extra time. And, you know, it can be in whatever, whatever small way works for, for that individual to extend um, themselves is, is really a great thing to do. And you're right. When one person does that, wow, the change that it can have in a relationship just for one person to change can really create relationship change. Absolutely. And I think you really, um, made a a very important point about, yes, of course we need to take care of our own needs first so that we have something to give. Um, you know, so many women, especially, just overgive and overgive, and then um, sometimes a victim mentality can come up and um, just become very depleted. So, yes, take care of your own needs. Ask for that space. Ask for what you need, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then do it and take care of yourself. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And I love the notion of giving strokes, um, positive strokes or affirmations um, to each other. And um, that is so important because we get so comfortable with each other that we are, we're not really showing our appreciations for each other or giving, um, you know, even just hugs or physical positive strokes that way. And, you know, the, the notion that we all need positive strokes um, for doing and for being, right? We need to know um, that we're competent, right? It feels good to hear from the other that we've done a good job, to hear appreciation but not just for doing, um, but just for also being, um, that we have value, worth, and dignity simply because we are, you know, simply because we're here. Um, and, you know, they, the research shows, that God showed that for every negative stroke we give our partner, it takes five to undo that. And especially in this time and space, you know, the negative strokes are probably flying right, the complaints, the criticisms, all that negativity, and to think that it needs, you need five to undo one negative, um, you know, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to undo, let's say. Yeah, and, um, and I think you bring up a really good point. Um, I know we both work with a lot of couples, and um, there's, there's a, a large, long continuum, like uh, we were talking about at the beginning. A, a lot of people... I mean, again, I believe that everyone right now is triggered at the same time because of this COVID crisis. And a trigger that's this major, um, I also believe, is going to go back to our original triggers, which for me, I, I kind of phrase that as like our original grief. Like it's the original emotional wounding um, that 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 people experience at a very young age usually, whether it be abandonment or trauma or abuse or something um, as benign as, you know, um, you know, just even benign neglect or benign like I'm the oldest child and I had three other siblings that were born after me and I didn't have all of the attention. So that original grief, I think, is what everyone is kind of really tapping into right now. And you're right, for a lot of couples that can be a lot of this going on and it, it can, you know, home life can be, you know, not so great. And so getting that space can be important, 
But then also really knowing what our boundaries need to be. It's okay for people to call a timeout. You know, whoever whoever can notice the triggerings happening first, it's okay to, um, you know, call the timeout and everybody just go to their corners and come back at a different time. Um, that's important, I think, right now, because I do know a lot of people are experiencing, like, the, the picking is happening more, the the irritation is happening more, the frustration is happening more, totally understandable. But when we can understand that we're actually being triggered back into our early stuff in life, and it's that, that, that original grief, that yeah. early, early emotional wounding, we're just replaying that out with our partner. When we can understand that better, it's easier to call a timeout and kind yeah. of go get ourselves together again. Right, if you have enough awareness to say, hey, you know, we're doing that again, um, let's not do that. You know, let's take, let's put our relationship, um, uh, let's value it and really make it a priority and let's just go our separate ways and set a time and place where we can talk about this issue. Um, and, and the idea I really like about, um, especially like when financial things come up, because I think right now finances are a big issue and that's a hot button for a lot of people. Um, and I can just speak from experience here. You know, my, my husband does a lot of the finances, um, and he'll be doing it, you know, working on the finances when he feels like it, and he'll say, you know, what is this charge, or what is this bill? And he'll just randomly come up when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, and yes, it's important, but it's it's sort of this ongoing trickle of these important issues that he's stressing out over, and then I get stressed out because I'm sort of, interrupted and you know this can go both ways so I really like the idea of couples saying you know let's do a weekly business meeting you know we're going to sit down on say um, Sunday evening and we're going to look at all of these loose um, uh, loose threads right that we need to take care of in terms of finances and so you know going in that this is what we're talking about and we're going to sit down and take care of it all then um, and a lot of couples really appreciate um, being able to do that um, because just having these little um, moments of stress interrupting us all day long is just a recipe for, you know, starting that negative cycle that couples get into. I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. You know, again, another boundary you're really suggesting. And I'll, I just want to say I love the way that, that you – reframed what you said a couple of minutes ago about let's respect our relationship enough to table this and come back together and talk about what a great way to 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 keep each other in check in a loving way right I mean and it really um, puts the we and ahead of me you know when we get there we're really in you know what I want now you know and it's so important to get what I want now yeah there's that little <laughs> and then kid it just goes yeah. back and forth because your partner wants their thing now you know um but if you if you value the we more than the me you know it's uh it's always going to uh it's usually gonna be better right <laughs> yeah we're hoping that it's gonna always, yeah it will eventually we're you know we're all working in that direction but yeah. you, you know to put boundaries i mean you're right when couples are together and yes finances i mean money's a, a huge issue right now for people the lack of it specifically um but you know to be able to 
have a boundary around when those more difficult conversations may happen is so smart and so helpful. And, and when we're in the home together, all of us together all day and all night, then it is tempting to be able to go up and say, oh, what was this charge for $200? Or what happened? When were you last in Arizona? Or, you know, what, what was going on there? Um, right. It's it's easy. It's tempting because we're right here, like, you know, a few feet away from each other. And But you're right. It's so smart to be able to boundary that in a responsible way that, you know, we have 30 minutes to talk finances and we know what we're all coming in here to do. And, and that's what we're going to do for the next 30 minutes. And we kind of know that going in. Um, right. it's, it's just a much more respectful to ourselves and to the other person and to the relationship way to right. do it. You yeah. usually get more done. Right? Yeah. It's more productive. And, well, it, it creates a safe container. You know, it, it, it creates that container to, um, to discuss it. And you can have uh, meetings also for parenting. If you have ongoing parenting issues, you know, let's, let's meet up. These are the issues, and we're going to try to problem solve it in this in this container, you know, this space and time. So I yes. personally find it helpful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Um, well, let's talk for a couple of minutes about. Let's say that that couples are are you know they're they're working on putting a boundary around when they're going to work on the hard stuff. They're working on you know getting a timeout and the space when they need to, and so they're they're able to 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 do those things well enough as individuals and together that they actually are feeling like okay you know, we can't have date night anymore. We can't go out and have date night, but what are some ways that we can actually connect here in the home? Um, let's talk a, a few minutes about that and, and, and give our listeners some ideas. I thought that, um, cooking a meal together and like either having like, you know, dinner in your fancy dining room might be fun or even like a picnic out in the yard if you have a yard or it could be a picnic out on the balcony. Um, or just in your living room, um, something like that could be kind of fun as, as a connecting thing to do together, like picking out the recipe, doing the cooking together, those things that happen together. Yeah, no, I love that. In fact, a friend of mine just posted on Facebook and I was a little envious because her husband surprised her, set up the dining room in this beautiful table setting with candles, totally went overboard. Um, made a dinner and then they had a date night, um, you know, in their dining room and they got dressed up. So I just thought that that was so sweet and, um, you know, they had a really great time. So, I mean, I think we're just limited to our imagination, um, you know, going outside or, or a, a picnic. Um, but it has to be intentional. We have mm -hmm. to want to do it, you know, and, um, I think, again, we just get comfortable with each other and we're stressed out and we don't, um, it just feels like one more thing to do. Um, but I think if we're intentional about this, it can, uh, it can just set the tone, you know, it can set the tone for the next few days. It sets the tone for the next week and even looking forward uh, to doing it again. Um, so, you know, connection is really intentional, just like you were saying early on, um, and especially um, between couples and especially when we're stressed out, you know, it's, it's really valuing the relationship that this is so important to me, you know, that we're going to go out of our way to make sure that we are feeding, feeding our marriage. Our mm, relationship. Nice. 
that would be a really cool um, interview. You should interview that man. What a cool thing. That what a, He could, like, give lessons. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. That makes me so happy. Um, what a great thing. Um, yeah, so, you know, this is when, you know, we have we do have to be really intentional, but we're really also working with what do we have in our own house? Because we don't, it, which is kind of nice. And so we don't have to think of the next greatest thing we can go do with our partner. Um, it's like, what do we have here? We've got board games. You know, maybe we have like Wii to do, play Wii. I mean, I have ping pong and pool here at the house. I mean, we've got, you can watch a movie. You can start a new show on Netflix that like only you'll watch with your partner. So it's kind of, it's like, you know, let's get get back to basics and be simple together. And, um, you know, you're right. We are limited only by our imagination. You know, there's, there's couples that really value that, that evening walk together. And um, there's so many ways to to really try the connection um, and see how it's going to fit right now. Right, and and set up candles that make a very romantic bedroom. Clean up your bedroom, right? Set candles, make it as romantic as you can, and, and do a couple's massage. You know, treat each other to that. You know, um, lots of ways. That's a good different, one. Different levels of intimacy. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And for some couples, they have more time for sex, you know, and they don't have as many stressors. Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's a that's always a great pastime is if you can fit more sex in, if you don't have um, a lot of kids that you have to tend to all the time and you're not exhausted just like trying right. to get in bed to sleep. Right. Yeah, that you might have more time and energy um, to that, that can be actually a really very energizing, healthy thing for people. It's definitely a good stress reliever, um, but a great way to connect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, orgasm gives you lots of energy. It's, uh, gets us endorphins going and <laughs> the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so what, else i'm just looking at some of my notes here oh yeah and we all need to vent sometimes you Mm -hmm. know especially now um, the tensions rise and again this just goes back to your point about boundaries and setting a time and and if you do need to vent which is of course normal and natural just ask your partner you know i just i really have a lot on my chest i just need to get off um is this a good time for you can is it okay if you just sort of listen to me as i get this off my chest um, would you just hear me? Um, and if it's not a good time right now, when do you think a good time would be? You know, it's just really respecting your um, the other person's time and space and mental capacity mm-hmm. to hold that. You know, they may not be in a space where they can really hold um, your vent right now. And that's okay, right? Just check in to see when a good time is. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing a couple times from, from you, and I totally agree, is that check-ins are really important. So it's, it's really that respect of the other and um, and the respect of the relationship to check in with your partner what can he or she or other do and um, and and when like if not now that's okay when um, but really asking for for what we need um, in a responsible respectful way is you know that's maturity and and when we are in our healthy adult that's that's when we're gonna show up in the most you know pleasurable way in our relationships so that's that's a really 
great thing to, to really kind of keep in the forefront of our mind is that check in with the other and not just assume, oh, that here's like the codependent thinking. Oh, they're my partner. They're, they can listen to me whenever I've got to talk. You know, it's like, well, no, not really. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a violation of, of the boundary, you know, to just, just assume that they're going to be there to take everything you're going to throw at them, you know. And I also like the notion of accounting, um, simply just, you know, letting your partner know what kind of headspace you're in right now so that um, they know it's not like something that they've done. You know, if you're, if um, the kid's been crazy all day and you're really stressed out, um, let your partner know, you know, I just, I'm I'm really stressed out right now. Um, It's not you. I just need some time um, to to chill out a little bit. Um, And just letting each other know kind of, what mental or emotional space you're in right now so that they can, you know, if they need to come closer and give you a hug or if they need to give you your space. Um, but it's just, a, it's, it's about communication and giving information, you know, and not assuming a lot of things. Um, it's just so easy to assume when your partner's in a bad mood that, you know, you've done something wrong or, um, you know, so just being more clear, really. Yeah, being clear. And, and for me, I kind of, you know, I, I think about that as, as adult maturity and, and showing up. And I, and I like that you've mentioned a couple times, you know, nine times out of 10, when we make an assumption about what someone else is thinking or feeling, boy, are we wrong. And um, yeah, so we cannot read our partner's mind. They cannot read our mind. Don't think that, oh, they've known me for 30 years. They should know. <laughs> That's not true. And it's okay, to, it's, it's okay to ask questions, to check in, and to state, you know, how you think and feel. Right. Well, and I, uh, my husband and I, we, um, we call this fantasies. Like when I'm thinking that he's thinking something, right, and I just know that he's thinking this way because of what I've done. Right, you know, I call that, you know, it's my fantasy. And so, you know, I'll say, can I check this fantasy out with you? Um, you know, I have, I have this feeling that um, because I burned the dinner, um, you are really annoyed with me. You know, is there any truth to that? You know, and so he can dispel it or affirm it and, and I'll know, you know, um, is there a grain of truth to that? You know, <laughs> um, because we're all forming these opinions about the other all the time. And a lot of times our actions then follow those assumptions and it just creates a, a big mess. So checking out those fantasies um, and, and, and it can be kind of playful because it can be kind of funny. Some of the things that we come up with in our minds, we've created this whole scenario and this whole story about what's happening and it's absolutely false. Right. And just in an adult way, an even playful way, let me check this out with you because this is going on in my head. Um, and it's usually false. Yeah. Yeah. We're usually off base. And um, I love the way that y'all do that in a playful way. The fantasy piece. That's really nice. I might actually um, try that with my husband. That's a really good way to to think about it. Because it is like we've already written the beginning, middle and the end. (laughs) Like it's already it's already happened up here. (laughs) And so it's like, wait a minute, let's check that in. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're eating popcorn to the story in our head. You know, it's just so certain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you know him so well, you're sure it's got to be this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was really, um, I think, I think really helpful. I know that I've, I've learned a lot. <laughs> and so um, hopefully this has been helpful to people. And um, if you, 
if you so are inclined and you you like our podcast or we're doing we're also posting on our website um, our video chat through Zoom, um, you know share that with people that you think could benefit. Um, we'd certainly like that. We'd also like to hear from you um, any topics that you think could be helpful. Allison and I would like to hear from you or, or anybody here at Bull City. You can get in touch with Ashley or Jeff or, or Kim or Jang. And, you know, we're always happy. Caroline also. Always happy to kind of um, um, give what, what we have to give. And so um, thanks, Allison, for meeting with me. This was really nice and fun. And I'd like to say that I am taking new clients during this time and, if, you know, individuals or couples. So if you're having some stress and you want to work through some things, you know, I'd be happy to do that via Zoom. Yeah, we, that, that's great. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, yeah, some of us even are um, having um, COVID discounts through June because we know that things are really, really difficult for people. We also have a... Um, free online meeting that Ashley is facilitating for all um, first responders and healthcare workers. That's every Thursday at six o'clock. And so you can check out our website, email me or Ashley. That would be Ashley at bullcitypsychotherapy.com to um, get in touch with her about um, how to, you know, she'll send you the Zoom link to come into the meeting. And so, um, yeah, we're trying to do our part here during this time. And um, absolutely, um, Allison is a great couples therapist and, and therapist in general. We're, we're, we're all accepting new clients. So give us a call if, if there's anything that we can help with. And otherwise, we wish everyone well, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you again. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.